Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homerism Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure wherever it is that you're listening to this, uh, rate, review, subscribe, make sure that everybody else can find us out there. Uh, we're coming to you this week with our weekly handicapping uh, segment, Picks Trying Not to Suck. I have got my brother, the Skinny, on the line, so let's go ahead and welcome him on. Skinny, what's going on? Oh, you know, not much, man. Just uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, another uh, fun weekend with college football, though not quite the slate of games we had last week. Yeah, definitely not uh, not as many uh, high-profile ones. And, you know, if you were following our picks last week, you also <laughs> probably didn't do very well if you trailed us. We were both 1-4 uh, and four on the week. Uh, look, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, recap here. Uh, Skinny, you missed... Bama minus fourteen and a half. Ohio State, uh, uh, Auburn plus six. Pitt, you did hit though on Michigan plus six and a half. And then I missed Utah, Tulane plus fifteen, Nevada minus two, and Florida State plus five. I did get the uh, Fresno State game though. They won Fresno, out right there. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, a nice call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one out of you know one out of yeah, five. Right. You know. So anyway, uh, that runs my record on the season to uh, eight and seven against the spread. Skinny, you are under the Mendoza line at six and nine. Um, so we'll need you to go ahead and pick it up here for the, for the list. Just to remind how this works, we each pick our five favorite games of the week against the spread. At the end of the season, we uh, tally up our overall record. Skinny, why don't you go ahead and start us off? What's your first pick this week? All right, yeah, I'm looking at, um, you know, A&M and Arkansas playing down in Jerry World. It, you know, maybe my problem here is that I've only seen Arkansas play Texas. Um, uh, that's the only game I watched, but you know, I think this is a good team. Obviously, that defense can really play. You know, still have some questions about AM. So I'm going to go ahead and take Arkansas getting the five and a half points. Ah, all right. So I am actually going the other way on this one. I like AM. I'll go ahead and lay, lay the uh, five and a half. Um, and this is really just a matter of Arkansas being a fairly one-dimensional team running the ball. Uh, that's going to be tough against the A&M defense is pretty good. My one you know, concern here is obviously Arkansas, how they get after uh, Zach Calzada, who was, had one performance against Colorado that looked terrible. Then uh, last week he uh, you know, kind of shaped up there. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go the opposite way. So somebody's picking up at least one game on the other uh, next week. So... All right, so yeah. you have... Yeah, this will be a big one for us. Yeah, indeed. So you have Arkansas minus 5.5. I'm going the other... Pardon me. You have Arkansas getting 5.5. I'm laying the 5.5 with uh, A&M. All right, what's your second pick? All right, second pick. I'm looking at Tech going down to Austin. Um, you know, this is... Tough. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, I guess it's hard to draw too many conclusions, uh, you know, as it is with a lot of teams through three games, given... Tech schedule, which has been, you know, okay. I mean, I guess Houston was in there, right? I mean, it hasn't been great, but you know, I still think, you know, Tech's at least defensively is looking decent. I, you know, at least, and they've been good against the run statistically. I, you know, I think they set up pretty well here against Texas. I'll take Tech getting more than a touchdown at seven and a half going down to Austin. Right. You know, I've looked, I, I've looked really hard at that one. I can't necessarily find an angle. Um, the one thing that's really interesting to me, though, about Texas is that 
uh, you know, they they only stuck with Hudson Card, you know, for what one game and three quarters, and now all of a sudden he's out, and they've, they've already gone over to Casey Thompson as a starter. And that's after, uh, you know, the entire preseason camp there trying to pick a quarterback. Uh, just kind of a strange development to me, um, watching that there, especially given all the uh, talk about Card coming out of uh, coming out of camp. So uh, interesting to uh, watch what's going on there in Austin. All right. Um, okay, I'll stay in the Lone Star State. Um, I've got UTSA plus three. Uh, they are at Memphis. And the thing is, is that if you look back at Memphis's game last week, they actually got significantly outgained by uh, Mississippi State. They got a really lucky break on a punt return that essentially the SEC botched the call. And uh, UTSA, in my opinion, is a really good team, really well coached. The, uh, Jeff Trailer is doing a lot of good work there. He'll probably end up uh, being, you know, in the mix for some of the uh, bigger openings this off season. But I will take the Roadrunners, and I'll, you know what? I'll take them straight up. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, well, then I'll I'll stay in in Big Twelve country. I'm looking at Kansas State going to Stillwater. Um, you know watched a, a fair amount of OSU this year and, you know, kind of similar to OU, although maybe with a slightly different feel, you just, something seems off about them. I know, you know, I know they've been banged up along the line and, and Spencer Sanders had his COVID issues early in the season. Right. But um, it, it, something just seems weird about OSU this year. Um, then you look at Kansas state coming town. I mean, um, you know, Kansas state obviously pretty good against the run has been able to run the ball. Uh, and then you have, you know, what, seven-year senior uh, Skylar Thompson coming to town. They're not going to beat themselves. Kleiman's a good coach. Uh, I see this as a close game. Look at K-State getting six. Uh, you know, I like that going into Stillwater. Yeah, you know, the one thing there is the issues at quarterback for uh, Kansas State with um, Thompson being hurt. You know, they've been playing Will Howard. Um, yeah, so, so you're taking the six, though? Yes. Okay. All right, so that's Kansas State plus six versus Oklahoma State. All right. Um, my next one. Um, okay. I've gone back and forth on UCLA, obviously, this year. This uh, this week, I'm back on them. Uh, they're at Stanford, and I realize Stanford's, you know, kind of impressed some people the last couple of weeks with how they played. Uh, they got some fortunate bounces, though, against Vanderbilt last week uh, and ended up turning that game into uh, a pretty big blowout. But the one thing here is that UCLA runs the ball very, very well. Stanford can't stop the run. So I'm going to go ahead and I will take the Bruins minus four and a half uh, there at the farm. Yeah, I I looked at that one hard as well. I I would tend to go that same way. All right. What's your uh, what's your next? Sure. Okay, I'm going to go to Big Ten country. Um, you know, Nebraska going to Michigan State, you know, part of this is I feel like every time, you know, a Tulane or a Nebraska or a Kansas State comes in and, and plays well against OU or beats OU, I always have this tendency to kind of overhype them going forward. You know, and I, I thought Nebraska was better than I anticipated. Um, so but also but look at this, you know, Nebraska second straight road game coming off, you know, a tough road loss last week. Going to Michigan State, you know, obviously Michigan State performed well against Miami. You know, I like what Mel Tucker's doing there. I'm going to take Michigan State minus five. 
Yeah, I, I've been back and forth on that one. And I think I suffer for the same you do, you know, looking, for example, like last week, how I was on Tulane. Um, Nebraska, they they certainly played better than I, than I expected last week. But yeah, there's just something, those back-to-back road games, that, that makes it tough to uh, to get on board with the Huskers. So, I, you know, if I was going to uh, play that one, I'd probably be on Sparty also. But I've got that at Michigan State minus five. Does that sound right? Yes. All right. Um, I'll okay. Iron skillet here. We've got TCU and SMU. Uh, to me, this is really just a matter of motivation. Um, you know, Gary Patterson is always aggrieved about something. I think that he's been firing back and forth with uh, uh, SMU. They, it's a you know, it's a, one of those kind of uh, inner city rivalries where they, you know, the two programs are competing for a lot of the same players at times. They don't really like each other all that well. If I recall, a 2019 uh, SMU BTCU. So there's uh, somewhat of a revenge year since they didn't play last year. Uh, I think that uh, that TCU goes up big and doesn't look back, especially after uh, having an open date last week. No Tanner Mordecai love. No, no. You know, I mean, great for him that he, you know, threw that uh, Hail Mary last week. But that's another reason why I'm not big on uh, SMU here because I've seen Louisiana Tech a couple other times and they're they're not a good team. Yeah. I don't know, it, it just, uh, I've seen a lot of OU fans on social media, um, you know, hyping up his stats so far, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, okay. For my last pick, I'll look uh, up in Chicago. We got Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Uh, you know, um, Notre Dame just has been, much like the Sooners, pretty underwhelming this year. Um, they've got some problems along the offensive line. They're pretty banged up in general. Wisconsin has an off week here to prepare. Uh, neutral site. I'll take Wisconsin pretty big in this one, so I feel good about the six and a half. All right, yeah, you know what? I bet that one in the summer. I think I took Notre Dame like plus three and a half. I'd, I'd, I'm with you. I'd go the opposite way at this point after what I've seen out of uh, the fighting Irish so far. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd be going that way too if I was to play it, but I'm not. But my last pick is actually going to be the game that we're going to talk about now. Uh, West Virginia traveling to Oklahoma. It's a night game. We'll have uh, Kirk Herbstreet, Chris Fowler, and company there in Norman. Uh, game under the lights, prime time. Oklahoma is a 17-point favorite at the moment, 16.5-point favorite, pardon me. Um, let's go ahead and talk about First of all, let's talk a little bit about what we saw, though, out of the Sooners last week against Nebraska. Uh, a lot of people were pretty underwhelmed by uh, OU's performance uh, for the second uh, second time this season, uh, th- just three games. How about your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think underwhelmed is a pretty good term. I mean, obviously you – you're going to take that win and move on. Right. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I obviously OU's done this before kind of in early season struggles and then uh, really turned it around through the big 12 slate and, and they very well could do that again this year. I think for me, the thing that we're seeing is that the ceiling that we thought this team could have simply isn't there. In my opinion, again, they could still have a great year. They could run the big 12. They you know, have a good shot of making the playoff. I, I just don't don't see this being the team we thought it was going to be that would take sort of that next step. Yeah, I think that uh, there's you know definitely some signs of that this year. 
But on the other hand, I I kind of get this feeling that Lincoln Riley looks at these games, these early games, and kind of says, well, I can, I can do the bare minimum and still win here. And, you know, for example, last week, I mean, the, what what Nebraska was offering OU in the running game, I mean, OU could have just pounded it uh, and, and forced Nebraska out of that too high shell that they were running on defense. But instead, uh, you know, OU kept it fairly balanced, uh, you know, and uh, didn't really get a chance to stretch the field just because of the way that Nebraska was defending them. Um, you know, at some point maybe, you know, Riley will have to take kind of those governors off the, the offense in terms of being willing to run the ball more. Um, and it's kind of funny. You talk about a lot of times you talk about putting an offense in training wheels by, you know, not throwing it and running more. But in this case, OU's only got two scholarship running backs at the moment. I think he's trying to keep, keep those two guys fresh. So is this the week that, that Oklahoma opens it up against uh, West Virginia, I guess is my question. I don't know. I mean, what we we will see. I mean, I think the two running back thing is definitely in in his head, right? And that's not changing. Um, So unless he decides to do something different there, um, I I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to explain. I I definitely think you're right that there's a little bit of of holding some stuff back. Um, So, you know, we'll see this week. I I still think, you know, this team, generally speaking – um, you know, it, it, Spencer Rattler is just going to have to play better. Um, and some of that's the opportunities that are given to him, right, based on what the offense is doing. But he's just going to have to play better. I mean, that, that's really all there is to it. Right. You know, I mean, I heard uh, Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman talking about Rattler's game last week against Nebraska. And they <laughs> Gabe described it as a uh, as a boring game, which is kind of the best way to put it. I mean, he didn't have really many opportunities to right. – show off his arm, go downfield. Um, you know, there, there weren't asking him a lot to do a lot in the passing game, despite the fact that he was throwing it, uh, you know, significant amount. Um, I kind of, I kind of think part of that's on Riley though, to put the entire offense in, in better situations at some point, you know, trying to get teams to respect, respect that running game. But again, I think if you look at it from the standpoint of say like Nebraska last week, for example, you know, they come in there and they say, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to play this soft zone. We're not going to let you beat us deep. And I think Scott Frost is looking at that and saying, maybe we get lucky and we're in the game late or worse comes to worse. We don't get blown out. Um, you know, so long, so long as teams are taking that, that kind of, you know, attitude towards an OU game, OU, unless OU forces the issue, they're going to kind of be just kind of stuck in this deal where, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're kind of running in like, you know, second or third gear instead of fourth or fifth. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a, a you know, Nebraska played the game they wanted to play there, right? They, they sort of dictated it. It will be interesting to see, you know, as you alluded to earlier, uh, you know, if OU and Riley decide to do something different this week, um, you know, even if they just look at the struggles last week and say, okay, like, you know, this, we're going to drop a game if we keep, uh, you know, kind of keep the governor on, as you as you put it. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk then about West Virginia. Uh, you know, this is a battle-tested team at this point, having uh, lost to Maryland in the opener uh, there in College Park and then last week beating uh, Virginia Tech uh, at the, on their home field and there in uh, Morgantown. Uh, 
you know, it's a. I, I always look at West Virginia since Neil Brown's taken over, and they just look like a, a very well coached team. They're not a like they're they're not doing anything particular on the offensive side of the ball. At least they're not doing anything um, too cutting edge. Defensively, though, they kind of uh, they're aggressive. They hit angles really well. Uh, seems like they play to kind of disrupt in the backfield if they can. Um, you know, that's not necessarily the kind of team that you're looking at and thinking, okay, well, they'll go into that too high shell like like Nebraska does. Um, I don't know. Have you have you gotten a chance to watch much of the Mountaineers this year? No, not at all. Uh, um, I uh, saw, you know, such just highlights right from last week, and which was a nice, nice little win for them. Right, right. So I guess you know, I, th- I think the question here becomes: if you're going to lay the points here, you've got to think you're betting that Riley says, "Okay, it's time to um, to open up the offense," right? Right. To me, you know, if if I'm betting this game until OU shows me something different, that they're going to they're going to do something different or or some of these guys are going to come around, you know, whatever the issue is, you know, to me, you know, I think, you know, taking the points with West Virginia is is the way to go. Ah, okay. well, this is going to be one of my bets for the week. I'm going to go ahead and lay it with the Sooners. Um, You know, I feel like that you'll get a pretty focused performance this week. Um, you know, I think that Riley also realizes this is the, you know, these games are being televised. They're going out nationally. You know, he's trying, this is, there's recruiting on the line here. Um, time to kind of, uh, take the gloves off. It'll be a primetime game with ESPN's big crew there. So I'll go ahead. I'm going to lay the 16 and a half with OU and, uh, I'm betting that uh, this one gets out of hand in the third quarter. All right. I hope you're right. (laughs) And thanks to ABC and ESPN for for putting this in the ninth slot, right? I I can't believe they did, but um, I'll take it. I guess it shows you what what we've got on on the schedule this week. Right, yeah, not a lot of uh, high-profile games. So I think uh, both Fox and ESPN Game Day are going to be at uh, – they're in Chicago, right? I think for Notre Dame-Wisconsin. Yeah, Fox is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, all right, and you guess enjoy, right? I mean, those uh, those yeah. site games are kind of meh. So um, are you going to go, though? Um, No, no. I was thinking about going, but I am not going. All right, fair enough. Well – uh, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to take in uh, an afternoon there with Cheeseheads <laughs> and uh, the Fighting yeah, Irish. Right. You know, <laughs> it should be a pretty good tailgating scene. Like both of those schools know how to tailgate, right? Uh, and they their fans know how to have a good time. So it, it's probably going to be a decent scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet so. I bet it'll be fun. But all right, Skinny, man. Well, thanks so much and best of luck this week. All right. Same to you. All right, thanks to my brother the Skinny for joining us for this week's edition of Picks Trying Not to Suck. Uh, thanks to you all for joining us too. For the Blaine Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>